Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. God doesn't mean for trials to bring you down. God wants to teach you not only how to just go through trials, but how to be victorious in your trials. And he wants to take those trials and let them be the very vehicle often that bring you into your greatest successes in life. And I'll just say that when you look in life and you see people that have been blessed, people that have who, who are godly, they will many times tell you the greatest trials that they went through ended up somehow being what God used to bring them into their greatest blessings. Now, if you look in James, I love the book of James. It's sort of a, you know, one of those hard books, so to speak. He's all nuts and bolts. He doesn't try to make things look so nice. He's not trying to get you to laugh every other verse. In fact, you could read James and go, man, this guy's so intense, you know, but I love it because he's hard hitting. He's just telling you the truth. He tries to be loving all the way through, right? He's going, oh, my beloved brethren, things like that, you know, all the way through. But the, the, he speaks some very serious truth here. He doesn't sugarcoat it. And he tells us how we need to walk this walk. Truthfully, the, the world is always trying to tell us, you know, what we need to do. Where do we need to put our efforts? You know, it's, it's like a rat race. It is a rat race, right? The devil wants to get you on a hamster wheel in life to where you're always running and running, but really not ever getting what you're trying to get, not obtaining to that which you're looking for. You know, we look for success. We're looking for fulfillment. And those that run after it the world's way are continually going to be on that hamster wheel. Sometimes they even get excited while they're on that wheel as if they think they're going to finally grab hold of fulfillment of that which they're looking for, and but it never comes. And you see, blessing and fulfillment don't come that way. They come from doing things God's way. And there's a verse in the Old Testament that says there's a way that looks right to a man, but it ends up producing death. And I will say, likewise, there's a way that doesn't look right to a man. It doesn't seem to make sense to a man. But if you'll do it, it will produce life. It will produce blessing. It will produce true success, God's way. And that's what every single one of us ought to want. Anyway, he starts out here with some very practical points of how to live a very successful and blessed life God's way. And he says this, beginning in verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or perseverance. And let this perseverance have its perfect work that you may be perfect, perfected, made mature, completed, lacking nothing in your life. It's not just talking about not lacking things. It's talking about you not lacking anything on the inside of you. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask from God, who gives all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose he's going to receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now, 
you can see from this letter that we're not going to be able to escape trials. They're going to come. And something that we can recognize, and I bet all of you have probably already gone through intense trials, but if you've never gone through an intense trial, I can guarantee you, if you live long enough, you definitely are. Everybody is going to go through intense trials in their life. There's no way to get around it. And not only that, but I would say every day or every week, we go through small kinds of trials all the time, every day. We need to understand how can we live in this world in the middle of difficulties, trials, disappointments, hardships, and yet live a victorious life because there's something on the inside of us that wants victory. We want to have a good life. And God has provided a way for us to enter into that. And the first thing I want you to, to note this morning is success in life does not come because of an absence of trials or difficulties. We think if I just if I can get out of this trial, that's going to be my success. That's going to be my blessing just to not be in this trial. And remember, as I said earlier, that trials aren't just difficulties. They're almost always your path to new levels of blessing, success and prosperity. So instead of looking at your life and thinking, I'm going to be blessed if I get out of this trial. I want you to start thinking of this trials differently. I want you to start thinking of it this way. I'm going to be blessed by going through this trial right. But not only that, I'm going to be blessed in the middle of this trial. And I am not going to let this trial or this difficulty get the best of me. I am not going to worry. I'm not going to be weighed down. I'm not going to be heavy. I'm, I'm not going to be walking around with this burden, just waiting until the day when the trial's over, and then I can live in victory. No, I'm going to learn to live in the victory of God, even in the midst of whatever difficulty I'm having to deal with today. And that's exactly what James is teaching us here. He is saying, I want you to rejoice in the middle of your trials. Now, that's not something anybody would normally do, right? Nobody's going to go, man, I'm going through the worst trial ever. I am just so excited. I'm going, hey, I'm going through a terrible trial, everybody. Hallelujah. I, you know, what a, what a horrible trial I'm in, right? We don't do that naturally. But God says there's a wisdom in rejoicing in your times of trial. There's a blessing that comes from rejoicing in your trial. Not for your trial, but in your trial. Now, I just want to share four different reasons why you can rejoice in your trial. He gives one of them right here. And what he says is, I want you to rejoice, first of all, because you're changing. Nothing can change you like a trial does. Man, I've gone through so many trials in my life, and every time I go through a trial, I think, I hate this. It always starts out that way. 
Personally, I'm not at the point yet when, when a, something hits me, pow, where I just, within three seconds, I'm going, yay, another trial. It, it doesn't happen that way. Man, I get into a trial and something happens, and boom, I, I get hit, right? And I have to get up. Now, I've had times when a trial would come upon me. I remember one very intense trial that came upon me in a day. And I can remember in that trial, I had supernatural joy in the middle of that day. I mean, it was bouncing off of me. And, but the more I thought about that, what I was going through, of everything that was happening, as the trial began to develop, it was as if I connected more to my worries and my troubles than to the joy that was on the inside of me, right? We have to remember, we have to stay in the joy of the Lord in the middle of our trials, and we have to remember that we have victory, and we have to remember that we are changing in this trial. There is nothing that's going to make you change more than you doing right in the trial. You clinging to God in the trial, you holding on to your promises in the trial, and you learning how to get victory in the middle of your trial. Somebody wrote a book one time and they called it something like, Don't Waste Your Trials. In other words, the point is, trials are some of the greatest tools you have in this life to grow, to mature, to become something different. So don't waste them because if you do right, there is nothing that will change you more than a trial will. You're going to be on the other side of this trial one day, and when that day comes, you want to be a different person. You want to have grown, to have matured. And James is saying, look, that is so phenomenal. That is such an amazing thing. You are going to change as a person you should be excited about that, even in the middle of your trial. You ought to begin to go, well, this trial is here, but guess what? I'm going to rise above it. I'm going to do what God says in the middle of this trial, and I am going to change. And because of that, I can rejoice. Man, it's amazing what happens to you when you hold on to God during a trial. You know, you don't realize how flaky you are, how unstable you might be until you go through a trial. I can remember, you know, thinking I was so strong. Oh, I'm so strong, man. I know the Word of God. Oh, I know all the faith scriptures. And then, boom, something negative happened. And then all of a sudden, I could hardly breathe, so to speak. You know, sort of like, uh, where was that? So then I had to actually walk out what I knew in my mind. I had to walk out my faith. I had to live out my faith. And when you live out your faith in the middle of your trial, guess what? You develop perseverance because you never gave up. You see, never give up in the middle of your trial. And I want to say, don't just, oh, I'm not, I'm going to just go through the trial. Don't just say that. Say, no, I'm going to go through this trial victorious. I'm going to go through this trial without worrying. I'm going to go through this trial defeating every spirit of heaviness that would come upon me, just defeating every lie that would attack me, defeating everything that would try to weigh me down. I am not going to live under that. I'm going to persevere through this trial. I'm getting through and I'm, I'm going to make it to the other side. Never give up. You develop perseverance. That's a part of your character. It's a part of who you are. It makes you strong in stature as somebody who's immovable. The more trials you go through doing what's right, the more immovable as a person you become. And when you go through a trial and do what's right, even in just any just general situation in life, 
people will get around you and they will feel that stability that's in your life. They can feel that stature and that, that strength that's on the inside of you. So you choose not to give up. You develop perseverance. You choose to do right and not compromise. You develop character. And we choose to trust. When you choose to trust, when you don't understand, you develop a strong faith in God. You know, I can tell you, man, there is nothing that develops faith like a trial. You know, a trial will either destroy your faith or it'll make you stronger. And I'll tell you, there is no more truth than that. I mean, if you go through a difficult trial, it will make you or break you. And praise God, we are not of those who are going to get broken by our trials. We are those who are going to grow in the middle of our trials. And one thing that I always love about this point is whatever character you develop by doing right in your trial, by not giving up in your trial, by being strong, by not being negative, by controlling your attitudes, by controlling your emotions, by rising up over this spirit of defeat. One thing that, that you need to remember is this character that you're developing. It's not just for the years you're going to live here. Somebody was telling me last night that the average age is like 77 or something. You're going to do all that for 77 years and it's over? No. The character you develop, what you do in God here, what God works in your life here, you take with you for eternity. I don't even understand that. But the character of God on the inside of you that you have, it goes with you forever. The little trials that we go through, Paul says, are working for us a weight of eternal glory. That's amazing. That is amazing. So rejoice, he says, when you go through trials because you're changing. Another thing that trials do is they connect us to God in a way we would not normally connect with God. You know, we ought to all want to go and just be with the Lord, and we like to come to church, and we worship the Lord. But when you're going through a difficulty, man, there's something deep on the inside of you that will just press into God like you normally would not do. The desperation brings a focus that you normally wouldn't have. When you get to a place and you think, I've got to have God help me right now or I'm not going to make it, I've got to have God come through for me right now or I'm not going to make it. It makes you press into God and focus like you can't focus without that trial. That's just the way these things work. Paul says this in one verse in, in 2 Corinthians. He said, we came to the point in this trial we were going through. We were going through so much trouble. We did not even want to live. But then... We learned to not trust in ourselves. And he talks about how God then strengthened him. So many people want to figure out their situation. They want to fix it and get on with life. And I'm not saying that you don't need to walk through your situation and figure out what to do. But I'm just saying all along the way, that's really not your great answer. Your great answer is by First of all, going to God and letting go and just saying, God, I'm going to walk this thing through, but I'm going to sort of disconnect from that. And I'm going to connect with you right now. And I'm going to have my eyes on you in the middle of this trial. And I'm not going to trust in me whatsoever. I'm going to trust in you and I'm going to pull in you to, to help me. You see, 
When you do that, you get God's strength and power that actually come to you. God will pour His Spirit out in you. I've shared this many times, how in some of my most intense trials, I've had to learn how to cry out to God and ask God to strengthen me. And I learned how to even have God's Spirit pour Himself into me even at that moment. I developed that ability to focus through my trials and to pull on God and to have God's strength on the inside of me. And I guarantee you that is available for every single one of you. You don't have to go through your trials feeling helpless. You can go to God and get the strength of God and the grace of God and the power of God in your life in an amazing way that will carry you through whatever you have to walk through. And you would have never experienced that had you not had that trial. Trials pull you closer to God than you would otherwise ever experience. I like this story where Elijah, who's a great man of God, you know, you think about, oh, if I were only da-da-da, or you this way, I can't ever be that way. I'm weak. I'm this, da-da-da. Well, the New Testament says, you know what? Elijah had a nature just like yours. That's what it says in the New Testament. You know how you feel? How you feel like a chicken sometimes? You want to run away. You don't feel very courageous. You know, you don't feel very full of faith. Do you realize that that's our human nature? And then he talks about the power of prayer and connecting with God. And he says, Elijah was that weak, just like you, but he prayed. I love that story. You see, what he's saying is, Elijah, in his great weakness, guess what he did also? He prayed. He prayed. I like this story where Elijah did a, an amazing miracle, right? Fire comes down from heaven. Man, and he's laughing at like hundreds of false prophets who are going to kill him if God didn't come through. He is so confident in God, right? He's confident. Then he calls fire down from heaven. Then he, he kills all those false prophets. And then guess what? He goes off. And one little messenger comes to him and says, Jezebel is going to do to you what you just did to these others. Think about that. Man, those words, this was like Elijah's worst trial. Those words were so strong in his mind. He began to feel horrible. He began to feel fear. It was like this heavy desperation. He was sweating drops of anxiety of what he's going through because of those words and the pressure. But I want you to think about it. Actually, nothing's happening. He's not actually been killed by Jezebel. But look at his torment, his worst trial in life. He even says, God, I don't want to live anymore. God, take me. Where's the torment? It's all on the inside. It's in his mind and in his heart. That's where it is, you see. And that's always our greatest torment, no matter what we're going through. It's in our heart, our emotions, and our mind. It's in thinking about it. But what does God do? He calls Elijah to come again, to pray. Elijah spends time with God. And guess what happens when Elijah connects with God that day? Everything turns around. Before, Elijah's like, God, I want to die. God, how many of you have ever been through that? Oh, God, my situation is so bad. I wish I were just dead. God, please just take me. Lord, please take. Anybody, anybody ever said that? You ever been through something where you just feel like, Lord, I just, it's so intense. I don't feel like I can make it. 
you know, and, and again, it's the funniest thing. It's not even, nothing has really happened to him. And, and again, that's where we are. But what does he do? He goes to God. He prays. God speaks to him. You see, when you pray, God begins to communicate back. He straightens up his thinking. And he comes out of that place and he gets right back to work. Amazing. What happened? God strengthened him. He got close to God. God speaks to Paul. This is some of the red letters in the Bible, right? It's God speaking. God says this to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you. What he's saying is my enabling, me making things work out, me helping you in your situation. That's all you need. It's sufficient because my strength is made perfect in weakness. Do you realize God's strength will never be made perfect in your strength? As long as you are in a situation in life where you can figure everything out, you can make everything happen. You have your talents. You have your money. You have your gifts. You've got everything outlined. Do you realize God will never be perfected in your life in those areas? God says, my strength is perfected in your weakness. It's in the very place of trial where it's bigger than you, where you don't know what to do, and you despair of self, and you quit looking to self because you know you can't make it happen, and you go, God, I've got to have you working on my behalf. You've got to do it. God says, when you get to that place, that's where I'm going to come through, and that's where you're going to see the power of God in your life like you will never see in all of those areas where you think you're so gifted. That is an amazing thing to me. You are going to see the power of God the most where you feel like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I could never make that happen. Oh, how am I going to do that? If you just turn to God and just say, God, help me. God, do a miracle. God, come through for me. That's an amazing thing powerful testimony. And then Paul goes and Paul says this, where I am weak, that is the exact place where I am strong. He had learned something. When he's in a trial or a difficulty or a situation that is, is bad, he goes, in that very thing, I have learned something to not get upset about this trial, but to rejoice in it because I know that even I, though I might feel bad, the victory is coming and the power of God is going to be even greater. The miracle is going to be even greater than had I not experienced this trouble. That's an amazing testimony. So I want to encourage you today when you go through a trial. First of all, remember, you're changing. Nothing else can change you like that. Secondly, you're getting closer to God than you could otherwise have ever done. And you're getting to a place where you need to be to be able to trust in God. You know, you won't ever trust in God like at a deep level until you need to trust in God at that deep level. And then it doesn't come easy. You've got to press past your flesh, press past your fears, press past you wanting to make it happen yourself and you fix it yourself. You've got to be willing to get to that place where you let go. But when you do that, you're going to go, wow, I am so free. This trial actually made me more free than I've ever been before. And I trust in God more than I ever have before. And I trust in me less than I ever have before. That's a good thing. That's a good, good thing. Thirdly, 
you have to rejoice in your trials because blessings always come after doing right in a trial. James, he says this in James 5.11, the one who endures, the one who doesn't give up, the one who keeps rising in God, who keeps trusting God. Yes, you might get knocked down many times in one trial, but you keep getting up. You keep getting stronger. You're not giving in. You might have a bad day, but you're not going to have a bad trial because you're going to rise up and be victorious in it, right? The one who endures doesn't give up. He says they're the ones that we count as blessed. You have heard of the endurance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. Now, he is saying, I want you to take your trials and I want you to remember the trials that Job went through and I want you to learn a lesson from the example of Job's trial and I want you to apply it to you. Do you see Job? Do you see how Job, yes, he had some horrible days. By the end of his trial, he is a new man. He rose above it. God's actually broken some pride out of his life, but he's in a place of victory. And then what happens? God gives him double of what he had before his trial. And James says, there's a lesson in this for us. This is God giving us an amazing illustration. And it's showing us we count those as blessed to endure. Why? Because on the other side of you enduring your trial, God has already purposed a blessing that's much bigger than the trial. Your blessing is going to be much bigger than the trial. Now, some blessings are going to come in this life. They're going to actually happen in this life. There are going to be things where you have sown unto the Lord when it was difficult. You know, the Bible says you reap where you sow. And some of the greatest sowing you'll ever do is sowing to God in the middle of your trial. Whether it's giving, whether it's praising, whether it's just deciding to do what's right that may be the most difficult thing you have to do. That sowing is going to produce a huge amount of reaping. And a lot of that happens in this life. God is so able. I want to just remind you, it doesn't matter how far down you are or how far down you've gone. God can bless you. You know, people go, well, he just doubled what he had. So and it, that is a blessing. But, you know, that's that's understandable. But that's not exactly how it happened. He went from being very wealthy to nothing. Do you all understand that? That big wealth he had could have come from generations, from his father and grandfather and great-grandfather. I mean, he had a lot of wealth, probably over generations, and he lost all of it. I don't know how God did this, but before Job's life was over, God had restored and doubled. He went from zero to double what he had which was a big blessing before. That is just amazing. And I just want to say, God can do anything and he can bring you into a blessing so much bigger than you can just even imagine. And many of those blessings will come here. But I'm even more concerned and more excited about the blessings that are going to be eternal. Because I believe any trial I go through down here won't just bring me blessings down here, but they're going to bring eternal blessings into my life 
that are going to be forever. So be encouraged and remember, whatever you're paying, whatever your trial is here, you're going to get a blessing bigger than your trial if you'll do what's right, if you'll trust God and keep pressing on in. Lastly, I just want to mention this fourth thing here and which why we should rejoice. And it's because we get our victory in rejoicing. Now, some people are in their trials and in the middle of their trials, you know, they sound like Eeyore. I don't know if everybody even knows who Eeyore is anymore. But Eeyore is the sad donkey and with Winnie the Pooh. He, he always has like the most negative thing to say. Hey, God has victory for you. Well, I know, but it's going to be pretty horrible getting to it. You know, he's always got the most negative disposition. And I believe that fear, heaviness, that weight that can come on a person, discouragement, depression, I believe all of these things are spiritual forces. And you see, the devil uses what's going on he gets us to think about it, the natural, and focus on what's going on naturally to be rational. And as we are being rational, that spirit of our mind is being changed. The wrong spirit is coming upon us. And now we're not only thinking differently, we're feeling differently because that spirit has attached itself to us. We feel a spirit of heaviness, a spirit of fear, a spirit of doubt, you see, and it's very real. So now, not only is our mind tormenting us, our feelings are tormenting us. The spirit world is weighing upon us. And God says he's got weapons of our warfare to defeat such things as that. And one great weapon is rejoicing and praising God. When you're going through a difficult time, don't just think, oh, I'm going to persevere till I get through the other side, even if I have to do it crawling on the ground, you know, to get through the other side. Don't think that way. You need to think this way. You know what? Things are bad. Things are difficult. I am not denying that, but I'm going to live in joy every day because I know God is bigger than this trial. I know this trial is lying to my mind, and I know I can have victory and joy and peace right in the middle of what I'm going through. You see, you've got to make a decision to rejoice in your most difficult times because that is going to bring you into the victory now. You don't wait till after the trial is over to go, oh, I can't wait till after the trial to live a blessed life. No. Part of the blessed life is you being blessed and successful and full of joy in the middle of your trial. Man, that's the key to having a, one of the keys to having a blessed life. Because as I said, we're all going to go through trials all the time. Either little and some of the times we're going to go through some big trials. I just want to encourage you today. Learn to rejoice in the middle of your trials because if you will, you're going to enter in to some of the greatest blessings of life. Your life is going to change. Remember, you're going to be closer to God than you could have ever been otherwise. So many other things that are happening. You're setting yourself up for a blessing, not only in this life, but in the life to come. Rewards. Remember, the difficulties and trials of this life are setting you up for a greater weight of glory in the life to come. 
I mean, what an amazing thing. And lastly, it's just not rejoicing even though I'm depressed. No, it's living in victory saying, you know what? I don't care what this looks like. I'm going to live above it. Many times when you get up, give above it. When you, by the time you get above it, I've had this happen to me so many times. I rise above my trial. And when I get above it, I'll look at my trial from that place in the Lord. And I'll go, what was I so upset about? How many of you have ever done that? You feel so horrible. And then when you get over your trial, you look back and you go, man, what was I feeling so miserable about? That was nothing. It was truly nothing, right? And that is sort of funny. Many of our trials aren't actually really trials, except they're just our thoughts weighing upon us because of what we're in, what we've experienced, what somebody said. And if you learn to just begin to rejoice in the middle of your trials, you'll rise up over those things so fast and you'll enter into the victory that God has for you. Now, I know that there's a lot of you that are going through certain trials right now, certain kinds of difficulties. I just want to encourage you. I'm not trying to make light of your trial. I'm not trying to say it doesn't matter. And I'm not trying to say, uh, you know, you can just not have that trial. But you know what? James said something here in this verse. He says this, when you ask for God's help, when you ask for God's power, it says what you need to do. You need to stop doubting. You need to stop being fearful and you need to believe you're going to get the answer that you need. You're going to get the help that you need. You need to begin to trust the word of God that has promised that if you'll do what God says, he's going to come through for you. He's going to give you what you need. Yes, it's difficult, but God says he's going to come through for you. God says he's going to give you what you need. So he says, if you're going to sit and doubt and be moping and be in anxiety and worry all day long, he's pretty much saying you're not going to get that great breakthrough that you need. What does he say? That person is just driven and tossed by everything that's going on in life. And he says the person that's driven and tossed is never going to get the blessing that God wants them to have. So how do you make it through a trial and get the blessing that God intends? You've got to make a decision. I'm going to stand strong. I'm going to stand bold in my God. And I'm going to believe in the God with whom nothing is impossible. I'm going to trust God with all my heart and with all my might that he's going to come through. That every promise that he has given me, he is going to be good for. That I can trust in him because he is trustworthy. And that he is going to come through for me and he will not ever let me down. It doesn't matter how bad things look. You see, you stand like that and God says, when you stand, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to answer your prayers. But not only that, look at what you have become. Like James says, rejoice. But the person who's wavering, who's doubting, who's blown, don't let that person expect they're going to receive. No, rejoice. Stand in your faith. Watch what God will do if you will just do that. There's one other verse I'll close with. He just, there's a verse that Paul wrote and he says, you know, when you go through various trials, he goes, rejoice. And yet again, I say rejoice. He's saying it over and over again. And then he says, and then let your prayers be known to God. Bring them to God. Let your prayers be known to God with thanksgiving. What's thanksgiving? God, I thank you. You heard my prayer. 
I think you're going to answer me. I think you're going to do. I'm not even believing the devil who's telling me I'm going to go down. I'm not going to believe the devil who's telling me I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to believe the devil who's going to who tries to make me worry and make me be frantic. I am believing in God. The Bible says if you would pray with thanksgiving, bringing your burdens to God, then guess what happens? That burden gets removed and it says the peace of God will then guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. That's how we get to that place. You start out with the trial. Then you learn to pray and rejoice and come into that place of victory. That thing gets removed and you're walking in the victory and the knowledge, not just up here, but in here. God's going to come through for me. I know it doesn't look good, but God's going to come through for me. How did that happen? Because you went to God, you drew near to God in the middle of your trial. It's amazing what God does in trial. Wherever you are today, I want to encourage you, even if you've got small trials, you know, first of all, you know, God, there's no trial too big for God. I want to say there's no trial too little for God. How many people walk, on, you know, in their little trials and worry every day? They're anxious every day. You know what? There's a better life for you than that. You can learn how to be free from worry and anxiety if you learn to bring those to God. And if you'd begin to think, you know what, if I can just bring these trials, these little worries to the Lord, if I can quit being in anxiety, I will develop a new connection with God, a new closeness. And not only that, because I'm detaching from the problem and I'm connecting to God, I'll actually see God come through even in these little things I go through every day. And I believe that's what God wants every one of us to do. Learn to get God working on your behalf in your life. Learn to detach from the pulls of this world and learn to trust in God. And that is what it takes. That's one huge thing that it takes to be successful in this life and to have a good, full, you know, fulfilling life. Well, let me just pray for you. And I want to pray for those of you who are going through a trial today. I want you to connect with me as I pray for your breakthrough. So, Father, today I just want to thank you for the power of God. I thank you for the grace of God that's come to us. And Lord, trials, they're, it's not just like, oh, I have a problem in my life. I ought not to be having trials. No, Lord, you said we're all going to have trials. But the great thing is you said we can be victorious in the middle of our trials because we can trust in you. We can give it all over to you. And Lord, you said you would come through for us. You would help us. You would empower us. You would give us the wisdom that we need. You'll give us the direction that we need. You'll give us the open doors that we need. You'll give us supernatural strength that we need. You'll do whatever needs to get done if we would just look to you. So, Lord, right now, I just proclaim that promise over every person listening today. I just declare this is your word where you said if you had asked that, that you would receive, where you said that there is no problem that's too difficult for you. There is no mountain that cannot be removed. Lord, I just declare that over every person. I pray faith would arise right now as I'm speaking that every individual, that whether it's a small problem, that they wouldn't go, oh, God would never help me with that. Or if it's a big problem that they wouldn't say, oh, that's just way too big. How can I ever get through that? Father, I just pray right now for faith, faith to come into every heart, faith to every mind, where the limits of God will be broken down, where the, the boundaries of, oh, God will only do a little bit for you. God only works with you like this. He might do a miracle for somebody else. No, that's nothing but a lie. And right now, God, we break past that lie. And we stand believing, oh, God, we can receive a miracle just like anybody else. And Lord, 
Right now, I just agree with that with every individual in the name of Jesus. And I would just like each one of you just to pray this with me this morning. Just pray and say, Father, I believe you for your miracle power to work in my life. I declare today that no problem is too big. No mountain is too big. No obstacle too big for you to move. And Father, I look to you today and I ask you to come into my life and deal with my issues. Deal with all these problems I'm having to deal with. God, my problems at work, my problems in my finances, my problems with my health. God, you know how this has been just weighing me down. You know how it's been on my mind. Lord, today I come to you. I bring these issues to you. And Lord, I just say, God, my eyes are on you. I acknowledge these problems, but I will not worry anymore. I put my trust in you today. And God, I'm asking you for a miracle. Come through for me, and I know you will. Lord, where I need direction, I'm asking you for direction. Where I need an outpouring of your power, God, give me an outpouring of your power. In Jesus' name. Lord, you know my family members that need to get saved. God, do a miracle. God, I'm not going to worry. Do a miracle. God, you know my friends that need to get saved. They need a change. God, they need help. God, I'm bringing it before you now, and I'm bringing, and I'm trusting you, and I'm leaving this before you, God, every day. But I'm believing you for a miracle, and I'm rejoicing in the miracle victory breakthrough from God. In Jesus' name. And Lord, from this day forward, whenever I get hit, I'm not going to stay knocked down. I'm going to get up just ASAP because I'm going to live a life of victory. In Jesus' name, amen.